Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome right. to New York. Oh. This is is the Devil's Devil's State of of Mind Podcast, podcast. brought to you by the Hockey Hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now here's your host, host, Neil Villapiano! I'm back, guys. What is going on, Uh, everybody, Devils fans? It's your host, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to... Uh, the first episode in a while, about a week, um, actually, of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get the most up-to-date news and everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are doing well. Like, I really do, uh, especially with this now being the week of Christmas. I mean, it's crazy to think about how we're just a few days away from Christmas. And even though there's a lot of things going on in the world, particularly with COVID-19, Just the opportunity for a lot of us out there to go and see loved ones and be with family, I think is absolutely wonderful. And I can speak for myself that after only having my mom, my dad, and my brother in the house for Christmas, knowing that I'm going to see a lot more of my family this year makes me, makes me very, very excited. Um, Just very excited. I'm very grateful. And uh, I'm grateful for all of you guys as well, of course, as I always say in these episodes, uh, you guys are the biggest reason that I continue to do this, even when we're in difficult times right now. Um, also, one of the, uh, I guess the first thing I should just kind of, you know, throw out there right away is simply, you know, where have I been? You know, why was there no new episode uh, this past Thursday? Well, the the first reason is physically, I really couldn't. And I mean by that because on Tuesday uh, of last week, I went and got my booster shot, my COVID-19 booster shot. Uh, I believe it was Pfizer. I went to my local Walgreens to get it. And the rest of Tuesday, I felt perfectly fine. No problem. I would say, though, once I started getting ready for bed, that I started to feel a tad bit fatigued. But, you know, again, still feeling pretty good. It wasn't until when I woke up the next morning, I had a bad headache. Um, You know, I was struggling to get warm um, and I started to get aches and pains. 
As the day progressed, things just got more and more difficult. And at that moment, I realized that I was dealing with the symptoms of getting the COVID booster, something that I had not experienced when I got my first two shots. So I was kind of surprised that this time around I got it. And also, again, because I got Pfizer all three times. So again, very strange, but it's all good. So I really tried. I really, really tried to muster up the strength and the energy to do it. And I just couldn't. Like, I, I even tried, you know, I, I opened up my computer. I was about ready to start. But I just felt so unbelievably tired and worn out that I couldn't do it that I couldn't do it. And I was very frustrated by that. Very, very frustrated. Um, so I ended up making a post the next morning on social media saying no new episode uh, this week. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get an episode uh, later on in the week, or if I just was going to give myself the opportunity to sit out the rest of the week and then do an episode for the next Monday. And that's basically what I ended up doing here. As you guys are listening to this on, uh, on Monday, the, the 20th. Um, so Again, I do apologize, but I hope you guys understand from a physical standpoint that I couldn't really do it. And I do appreciate you guys being understanding because I know um, how a lot of you are. And I know how, you know, you guys love what I do here at Devil's State of Mind and you want to continue to support me. And I really do appreciate that. Um, I also put out a tweet uh, earlier today on the Devil's State of Mind um, Twitter page, which you can follow at Devil's State. I put it out earlier because I wanted to kind of express my own feelings towards, you know, just basically how I've been feeling of late. So I, I actually put out, I put out two tweets. Um, it's funny how I actually have to go back and remember what I tweeted because it's like, it's ridiculous. But I, I posted around almost four o'clock, uh, three hours before the Devils game against the, the Penguins. I said, hey guys, sorry for so much inactivity of late. That includes social media. With the way the team has been, I've struggled to find motivation to watch or talk about them. However, I will have a new episode out tomorrow talking about the latest games and where to go from here. Thank you for your patience. Um, a lot of people liked it and everything like that. But then a couple hours later, um, I put out another tweet um, because I felt like I had to speak. I had to somewhat speak my mind. Like I really, I wanted to speak from the heart. And this was an hour before the game. So around six o'clock, I said, I can't tell sometimes if I'm feeling tired because of COVID-19 and the outbreaks in the NHL or another year of piss poor hockey from this devil's team. Both have really hit me emotionally and at times mentally. I want to be excited for this game, talking about the game against the Penguins, but it's hard. And there was a bunch of people that reached out um, and I had some conversations with about it. And some people were giving me advice as to what I need to do. Other people were sympathizing and, and totally understanding as to why I felt um, that there, you know, that I, that I was feeling that way. Um, and I do want to thank all those people. You guys know who you are. I do want to thank you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, I am recording this right after the Devils game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, in which the Devils dropped at home in regulation by the score of three to two. Um, and that, with that loss, we have now lost six in a row. And we have one more game before the early Christmas break because the NHL and NHL Players Association earlier today announced that they would be uh, postponing any games between American and Canadian teams going over the border until after the Christmas break, uh, which I think is going to end around the 26th or 27th. I think 27th or 28th, actually, of um, 
of um, I'm losing my mind today of uh, December. So yeah. So after Tuesday's game, we're going to have more or less a week off. I'm actually going to quickly check here to see after Tuesday when the next game is. Uh, it's actually going to be against, at least if everything goes according to plan, it will be uh, Tuesday the 27th in St. Louis. It'll be the first of two games on the road. St. Louis, Buffalo, and then Edmonton. So we have Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Buffalo, and the Edmonton Oilers as our next four teams. And that will officially wrap up the year 2021 uh, with Edmonton being played on New Year's Eve. Um, so that's really what the situation is. So if you think about it, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five days off after the game against Pittsburgh. So that's a little bit of a break for the Devils to kind of reevaluate a lot of different things, including the coaching staff. And I think that was the biggest thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about in this episode. I'm not really going to talk about some of the other moves that have happened. Uh, obviously, the Devils got a uh, backup goaltender. They got John Gillies, who played tonight. On his first game with the Devils, he actually played pretty well. I don't really blame him for the loss. I think he made a lot of really good saves to keep the team in it. And he was a reason that we only lost three to two, honestly. Um, but again, I remember that I was going to make an episode for Thursday, this past Thursday, talking about potential options for the Devils uh, for a backup goalie position. And I guess that's not going to happen since we got John Gillies. So that's the situation that we're in. Also, we know that uh, Blackwood is out day to day supposedly with a neck injury. Um, and if any of you are Giants fans, you already know that a neck injury could be much worse than it actually is led on to believe. So we'll see about that. The Devils have obviously been dealing with a lot of COVID outbreaks. In the last episode I did, we talked about Nico and, and Ryan Graves going on there. We've had several other guys go on there, PK Subban as well. I guess for Boquist, uh, Christian Jaros, a couple other guys as well. Um, so the team has been depleted as well. Um, in the last couple of games, but I will say with hundred percent certainty that regardless of who's on the ice for this team, um, we have looked awful. We have looked pathetic. We have looked like a team that has packed it in that this, that has given up in many different ways. And, uh, it's been really hard for me the last couple of days to go on social media and to see the amount of Devils fans that are saying a lot of negative things. I am not saying that that's a, I'm not telling you guys to not post these things. I'm saying that it's just so overwhelmingly negative that it's, and I don't disagree with any of it. That's the other thing. I don't disagree with it. I sympathize with all of you. I sympathize with all of you a hundred percent. Okay. And this is why I was so quiet over the last couple of days. Because I, I felt like, what could I add that was any different than what anyone else has been saying? And I can't, you know, I really just can't, I can't say anything that's going to uh, not already have been said. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're just in a position where the season is continuously slipping further and further away from us. Um I knew going into this weekend that this was going to be a very difficult uh, weekend because you're playing a young but very talented and red-hot Detroit Red Wings team who, interestingly enough, was put on pause right after last night's game against the Devils. So why the fuck the Devils still had to play this game today with the fact that there was a big exposure and a shutdown with Detroit is beyond me. 
Um, but whatever. And then the Devils are playing a Penguins team that going into this game had won six in a row. Now, after being the Devils three to two, has um, has now made it seven in a row. And the Devils have the day off on Monday, and then on Tuesday they play the Pittsburgh Penguins again. And I think that'll wrap up the season series with Pittsburgh. Um, I'm just going to completely say that the coaching staff, Lindy Ruff, uh, Mark Recchi, Elaine Nazardine to uh, a lesser extent, but still, uh, they need to go, to be quite frank. They need to be fired as soon as possible. We've already seen several teams in the National Hockey League uh, fire their coaches. And for the most part, they've had really good responses. I mean, we got blown to shit earlier this week against the Philadelphia Flyers with a team that had won the previous two games after losing to us. And now they've won three in a row. I think they won four in a row, something like that. They've won several in a row. They've been playing a lot better, playing a lot better. The Vancouver Canucks are the biggest example. They went six, what, six, seven and oh, since Bruce Boudreaux took over as the head coach. They've done very well. The Florida Panthers, they took, you know, uh, Joel Quinville stepping down and just continue to play really good hockey. You know, it hasn't been as good of late, but still it's been pretty consistent and they're still very, very talented. Um, so that's just to name a few examples of what I'm talking about. The point I'm trying to make is simply that this team, this Devils team, has gone about as far as it can go with Lindy Ruff. I told you guys when Lindy Ruff was hired that he's a placeholder. He's here for two or three years to develop, quote unquote, develop this team. And then we bring in a more talented, more, um, I guess you would say, 21st century type coach, a coach who understands the way the game is played now and has a system that is good for the team that we have, which is a very fast team and a pretty super, and a pretty talented team as well. Now, there are going to be people that are going to want to throw excuses left and right, including people within the organization and also on TV as well, about why this team is not playing well. And you'll say things like, well, they're dealing with a COVID situation. Okay, I understand that. They don't have everybody healthy. I get that. Oh, they're dealing with injuries. Okay, I can see that. Oh, they play in the Metropolitan Division, which is true. But guess what? The Metropolitan Division is not that good this year. It's really not. If the Devils, when they were 7-3-2 and two, earlier in this year, if they were playing that type of hockey now, I think, honestly, they would probably be at least in a wildcard spot, potentially fighting for a third place in the Metropolitan Division. I mean, they'd be right there. But they're not. They're not at all. Right now, they are once again threatening to become what we have all been you know, hating of the last several years, and that's being a doormat to the rest of the league. Just being a team that when you play the Devils, you go, okay, we're going to find a way to win this game one way or another. I mean, you know, we're going to win. And the Devils walk in not believing in themselves and not doing what they need to do. Now, one guy I forgot to mention that recently is no longer a head coach, but he resigned. But then again, you could make the argument that maybe the organization gave him the chance to resign or maybe they were going to fire him, but they wanted to give him a fair opportunity to resign was Paul Maurice, 
the now former head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Now, the Winnipeg Jets are, at the time of this recording, 14-11-5, three points out of a wild card spot. They're not in a, they're not playing all that poorly. But when I spoke to several Winnipeg Jets fans, they said that basically the team just needs someone else in here to get this team going offensively. I mean, a guy like Blake Wheeler, who has really struggled to score, needs someone else. Same thing with a guy like Shifley, Nikolai Ehlers, to a lesser extent. They just needed a new voice in there. And a lot of people said this came as a shock. It came, to, came as a shock to me, and it came as a shock to everybody that he stepped down. But after listening to him in his press conference, it sounded like to me that he needed a break from hockey. With everything that's going on with COVID-19 and how big, you know, mental health is nowadays, I think he needed, you know, with the fact that he's had over 30 years of head coaching experience in the NHL, I think he just feels that it's time for him to take a break. Now, will he coach again? I think there's always a chance. I think there's a possibility. Uh, but I don't think that anybody's going to be able to even ask him about coaching until at least next offseason. I think he's going to uh, stay away for the rest of the season. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But, you know, there's that. But there was one thing that Paul Murray said that I think is very similar to what the devil's situation is right now. When Paul Maurice was talking to the media after he decided to resign, he said right away, when he was talking about the Jets, this is a damn good hockey team. They just need a different voice in here. You know, your voice can only, you know, reach guys for so long before it's time to get someone else in here. And they hired and they, they used one of the assistant coaches as the interim head coach. Um, and he just felt like it was his responsibility as the head coach of this team to do the best thing for the team. That was to step aside, let someone else take control and go from there. And that the team wasn't doing what it needed to do. And they weren't playing at the level that they should be with how talented they are. So Paul Maurice did one of the most selfless things. And that was step aside and let someone else do the job instead of continuing to try to get his point across. Lindy Ruff up until the loss to Detroit really hadn't made, really hadn't had the balls to say anything along the lines of, he he's taking responsibility for why this team isn't performing right now. That is really the situation that we're in. And so we look at Lindy Ruff and we say, why can't he, why can't he basically just admit it? Well, after the loss to the Detroit Red Wings, in which we ended up getting beaten pretty bad five to two, giving up a hat trick to Dylan Larkin and not really helping Akira Schmidt at all. Um, Lindy Rupp said oh, the problems with this team is because of him. Um, and then he went back against that and said, but our top guys were the ones that really hurt us tonight, which I understand is a true statement, but still after saying that you're blaming yourself for the loss, then all of a sudden you're saying, no, I actually, I blame my, my top guys. I don't get that. I don't understand how you can do that. And so. I look at the situation. The Devils at the time of this recording are now 10, 15, 5. They are exactly 10 games below 500. This team made a huge statement in the offseason to get a guy like Dougie Hamilton, who said he believed in the organization and he, he liked what he was seeing and he believed in where we were going. Jack Hughes signed a long-term extension with this team because he wanted to stay here 
and he wanted to do something with this organization. He, he believed in what Tom Fitzgerald was putting down. Now we are 10 games below 500. We are something like eight to 10 points out of a playoff spot right now. And we are continuing to fall apart every single game. And it's really, really getting frustrating for me. Well, it's, it's not really getting for It has been frustrating. It's flat out embarrassing. I'm once again, for one of the many seasons in a row that I've been a fan of this team, I am already feeling like I don't want to watch. I don't have the motivation. I sat through the entire game tonight. And the problem was, is that when it was three to two, we had scored on the power play. Shockingly, I said to myself, they're doing it again. They're, it's like, it's like the scene from the Godfather. They keep pulling me back in. I mean, it's real. That's really what it is. They give you this false hope just to break your heart. And that was the case tonight. That was the case in a lot of these games. Since the last time I spoke to you guys, which was after we lost to the New York Islanders, we've lost the last four games, six to one, five to three, five to two, and then three to two. This is the fewest amount of goals we've given up since Friday, December 10th at home against Nashville, the last game that I was at. So if you think about it, we've given up four or more goals. As a matter of fact, we've given up five or more goals in, a, in three of the last four games. How does a coaching staff continue to be the coaching staff when this just stuff keeps happening over and over and over again? The last time we even got a point in a game was the 3-0 victory against the Flyers, the first time we wore those black jerseys, those disgusting black jerseys, back on the 8th of December at home. So if we don't win on Tuesday, the 21st, we will have gone, we will, by the time we play again, which would be the 27th, we will be pushing nearly three weeks since we've gotten even just a point in a game. That is embarrassing. And Tom Fitzgerald said that this team was not going to be a doormat anymore. And it's December 19th, and we are 10 games below 500. And we are slowly but surely getting further and further out of a playoff spot. And we are once again going down the road of getting to mid to late January, and we've already and we've all thrown in the towel, we've given up on the season. Now, what's going on in the world with the Omicron variant of COVID-19, with the amount of players in, in all sports, in the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, with the amount of guys going to the COVID-19 protocols, it's taken a toll on a lot of us. It just feels like it's only a matter of time before these leagues decide to go on pause, which I still believe is the right thing to do. I firmly believe that it is. There's also the sad part that there are a lot of guys that are on the protocol that are asymptomatic, that don't have any symptoms, they're perfectly fine physically, and they just have to sit in their apartment and do nothing. And you're seeing games get postponed left and right. We've had several games this week get postponed. We got word today that the Devils game against the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday is postponed. And now we're hearing that the NHL is going to once again have a meeting about what they're going to do about the Olympics. My guess 
is that within the next two weeks, we are going to find out that the NHL is not going to the Olympics. Now, we've already had several, um, I guess you could say, outlets go on social media and say several sources have said the NHL is not going to the Olympics. But again, you'd like to wait and see till you get official confirmation before you really say anything. So that's really where we're at. Now, there's a guy on Twitter, NRD Rumors, great guy. He is he has tremendous sources. He's not verified. Um, he does have a podcast as well, which is really good. I know on Tuesday he's supposed to have a podcast with also talking about the Devils because he has a lot to say about them. But he made a bunch of tweets a couple of days ago about the Devils and saying that something had to give, that at some point changes were coming, that it wasn't going to end. He was saying that Lindy Ruff's seat was getting hotter and hotter by the day. He said that, honestly, it's probably going to happen sooner rather than later. A lot of people are speculating that the Devils are waiting till after the game on Tuesday, and then they will fire somebody or several people. And then by the time we hit next uh, Tuesday, or next, you know, what next Tuesday, next Monday against uh, St. Louis, that will have somebody new in there. Uh, whether all of that is true or not remains to be seen, and we shall see. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, we still have to deal with the team coaching staff for another game, unless again, something happens between now and the time you're listening to this podcast episode, but we are just in a position now where we are just begging the organization to do something. We're not getting any better in many degrees. We're worse than last year. We went on a 10 game losing streak last year. We are what? Four losses away from from that actually from that happening. I mean, if you think about it, right? If we lose to Pittsburgh, that's seven. We lose to St. Louis, that's eight. We lose to Buffalo, that would be horrible. That's nine. And if we lose to Edmonton on the thirty first of 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 December, that's ten. Can you imagine? That by the time we get to January 1st of 2022, the New Jersey Devils finished 2021 losing 10 in a row for the second time in a full calendar year. I don't know what exactly the organization is doing at this point, but to me, if it's really true that Tom Fitzgerald holds all the cards when it comes to hockey operations and everything, he's doing a very bad job. It's hard for me to not want to put blame on the ownership as well, because I don't feel like at times they've done the necessary things that they need to do, but they have spent a, de- a pretty significant amount of money on both Dougie Hamilton and extension for Jack Hughes. Um, but somebody's got to do something because you're losing the season more and more with every loss and with every day that goes by. And Fitzgerald, like we said, he talked about wanting to have meaningful games in March and April. And if we keep this up, we're going to be out of it by February or late January. And we'll once again be at the trade deadline wondering, okay, who are we trading away for assets? And it's just the same song, ninth verse. It's been nearly a decade since the Devils went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And in that time, we've only made the playoffs once. And this is that, and that was the closest we've gotten. I mean, there's been several years where we have been out of it with 40 games to go. And and it, it just, it's ridiculous. I've been to three games in person this year, 
The Devils have lost all three. Have lost all three. I haven't personally been to a game in person that they won since late 2018, early 2019. And that kills me. Because, yes, the Devils have won a bunch at home since that time. But for me, every time I go, it's the same garbage type of hockey all the time. We're going into the corner. We're dumping and chasing. We're not being aggressive enough. This team is too talented to be in this position. And people outside the Devils organization agree with that, that they don't understand that a team this talented is playing this way. And guys like Dougie Hamilton are not playing the way that they need to play. Dougie Hamilton was a minus four against Detroit. When has Dougie Hamilton in his entire career been a minus four? I don't think ever. I don't think ever. And all this comes back to the coaching staff and the general manager. The general manager has the power to make this decision. Now, if he ends up firing Lindy Ruff after Tuesday's game, then we can all look back and say, okay, he probably really was waiting till the end of this um, stretch here and into the Christmas break to let everybody go. The only reason I think he hasn't done it yet is because I think that he is scared to make a massive move like that and rock this, this young core. I still argue that we still need a handful of other veterans on this team because we don't have enough leaders here. And the leaders that we have are too young. And that's really what's frustrating. I think Nico needs another guy or two, another veteran guy or two to help him along in developing into a leader. And we're not getting that. So, I mean, I know that probably some of you guys would want me to come on here for 30 minutes and scream and yell, drop obscenities left and right and, and go from there. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, it's not worth it to me. It's not worth it. It's not fun. It's been frustrating. It's been aggravating. It's been horrible left and right. And at the end of the day, I just want it to stop. I want to stop getting my hopes up only to be dashed by the time we hit mid mid to late December. And this has happened so many times where we get off to a good start, but we finish the year on such a whimper that by the time we hit the trade deadline, we have mostly scrubs from our AHL team. I'm not saying the guys we have in Utica are scrubs by any chance, but in years past, we've seen that. And you guys know what I'm talking about. So the question is, when are these changes going to happen? To me personally, if we get to Tuesday and nothing has happened, and let's say we lose against Pittsburgh to make it seven in a row, that should be the, the sign for everybody to understand that the organization is not going to do the right thing. The organization is fine with doing what it's doing uh, because they're still making money. The Devils are the 15th most valuable franchise in the NHL since um, since the ownership group took over. Um, and, that, and that's really what it is. That's really where we're at. So, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, except the same thing I said last week. Changes need to come. This team's not getting any better. This team's getting worse every single day. Guys are losing confidence every single day. The Lindy Ruff, you know, calling a timeout, yelling and screaming. It's falling on deaf ears. You can see it. You can see that the guys are just not responding. They're not responding because they don't believe in themselves. They don't believe in the coaching staff. They don't believe in anything. So that's pretty much it.
So again, um, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to try to have a much cheerier, a much more cheery episode for Thursday because it'll be the the last episode before Christmas. Um, and I might try to do something creative with that. Um, maybe something will, maybe big changes will happen by the time I get to Thursday. I don't know. We shall see. But for right now, Devils with a, another loss tonight at home in regulation have now lost six in a row and are now 10 games below 500. So, yeah, we shall see what happens. And that's all I got to say. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point score. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on all the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prices all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.